0: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم. Lesson number 120, Surah Hud, ayah number 84 to 101. وَإِلَىٰ مَدْيَنَا And to the people of Madian, أَخَاهُمْ شُعَيْبًا Their brother, Shu'ayb alayhi salam. Madian was an ancient tribe, and they were from the descendants of Ibrahim alayhi salam. And Shu'ayb alayhi salam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, شعيبة, meaning, we sent him as a messenger to them. And he was their brother, which means that he was from their tribe. He was related to them. Qala, he said, Ya قومي, O my people, اعبد اللَّهَ worship Allah. Why? Because ma'lakum min ilahin ghayruh. You have no deity other than Him. Allah is your God. You should worship Him because He created you for His worship. When he alone created you for his worship what should you do worship him alone why do you associate partners with him so first we see that surah ibrahim invited them to worship of allah alone what is that called Tawheed. secondly he said wala tanqusul wal and do not decrease the measure and the scale the weight La from naqs. What does naqs mean? It is to reduce. So do not reduce, first of all, al miqyal. Mikyal is from kail. And kail is basically the measure of something. And mizan is from wazn. Wazn is what? The weight of something. Now, when you are measuring things, what does that mean? You are measuring the volume or the length, or you have a measuring cup. Like, for example, a recipe, it calls for one cup of, let's say, flour. So, what are you going to do? You're going to take a cup and you're going to fill it up with flour, and what does that show? That you have one cup of flour. So, you're measuring it. So, al miqyal is for measure, for volume, for length. It is for what? Length, volume. And mizan from wazan, it is from weight. So mizan is a tool that is used for weighing things. So for example, some recipes they call for, let's say 25 grams of butter. What does that mean? You have to weigh the butter. You're not going to measure it in a cup. What are you going to do? You're going to weigh it on a scale. You understand? So sometimes you're asked for volume, and other times you're asked for weight. So he's telling the people, لَا تَلْقُصُ wal وَالْمِيزَانَ When you measure things for people, volume, length, then measure in full, don't reduce it. When you weigh things for people, then again, don't reduce it, give it in full. What does it show? That the people of Madian, they were a business community. And when Shuraib is telling them, don't reduce, what does it show? That in their trade, these people used to cheat one another. They were dishonest. They were unfair in their business. They would not give to people what the people deserved. How does this happen? That somebody asks you for a cup, and instead of putting one whole cup, you put three fourths of a cup. Is that going to affect your thing that you're making? Significantly. It's going to either be too dry or it's going to be too wet it's going to affect it, right? Which is why, what do they say? When you're following a recipe, follow, especially when it comes to baking. You can't just assume things. Because if you assume things, yeah, it looks like a cup, and it's actually half a cup. Yeah, it looks like a teaspoon, but it's actually a tablespoon. It's going to mess up your food. So لا المكيال والميزان. He says to them, Indeed, I see you with خَيْرٍ Meaning, I see that you are in a very good state. You already have plenty, alhamdulillah. You have enough money. What need do you have to cheat others and take from them what you do not deserve? Why are you cheating others? You see, if someone is very poor, very hungry, and he's hardly making any profit, and if he cheats others, you're like, okay, I kind of understand why they're doing it. But when there is no reason, They've got enough money. They've got a mansion that's full of everything they need. They've got a car. They've got all their needs fulfilled. Yet they're cheating others. Does that make sense to you at all? If a rich person is cheating, that doesn't make sense at all. So he says to them, إِنِّي أَرَاكُمْ بِخَيْرٍ I see you in a good state. I see you in prosperity. You are well off. Why are you being so greedy? وَإِنِّي أَخَافُ عَلَيْكُمْ And indeed, I fear for you. عَذَابَ يَوْمٍ مُحِيط The punishment of a day that is مُحِيط, that is all-encompassing. Meaning, a day on which the punishment is going to encompass you, so you will not be able to escape it. Such punishment that the criminal cannot avoid because it will do its إحَاطَة, it will surround it, it will encompass it from everywhere. So Shura Ibar basically he invited his people to Tawheed and he also made them think that you are in such a good state, you're living such a good life, Allah has given you so much good. Don't change your good state with a bad one. Don't change your good state with a bad one. You're happy, you've got money, you've got the things you need, but if you associate partners with Allah, you cheat others, you're doing yourself a disservice you're going to harm yourself. You're going to change your good state with a bad one. It's like when a person is committing a crime. What is he told? Don't do it. You're going to get in trouble. You're perfectly fine right now. What need do you have to cheat? What need do you have to be unfair? Because if you're unfair, you're going to get in trouble. It's not worth the 15 years you'll have to spend in prison. It's not worth the hundreds and thousands of dollars that you'll have to pay in fine. It's not worth it. Leave it. Be content with what you have. So, Shu'aybah listenam gave them the message of Tawhid and also did Dawa to them so that they would reform their actions, their behavior. Wa yaqumi and all my people, auful mikiyala, given full al mikiyala, the measure wal and the weight. The same message he's giving, but how? In other words, in different words. Earlier he said la tanqusu. Don't reduce the measure and the weight. And over here he tells them, fulfill it, give it in full. Earlier, he forbade them. Now, he's commanding them the opposite of that. You understand? So if somebody tells you, don't waste your time. And then they say, use your time well. Hmm? Don't waste your money. Use your money wisely. On the one hand, they're stopping you from misusing it, from wasting it, from doing something wrong. And on the other hand, they're telling you what you should be doing. So, what does it show? That how much he was emphasizing that they become fair in their business. So, he says, (laughs) with justice, meaning with all fairness. Fair trade. Hmm? Don't be unfair, rather be fair in your trade. And do not cause loss to the people. Do not reduce for the people ashia ahum their things. Tabkhassuf from بخص. بخص is what? Cheap. To cheapen. To reduce the value of something. So do not diminish for the people ashia ahum their things. Now a third thing is mentioned here. First we learned about measure. Then we learned about weight. And now we learn about the quantity. So sometimes things are sold according to volume. Other times they are sold according to weight, and other things are sold according to their number. You understand their number. So over here, he's saying that when you are giving something to people, and that's by quantity, don't reduce that quantity, don't diminish that. لا تبخس الناس أشياءهم. So when people deserve something from you So for example They have paid you for 9 items Don't reduce that to 8 If somebody has bought An hour's you know, worth of Service from you An hour, you know, 60 minutes Time from you Don't work for 40 minutes and charge them for an entire hour Because this is also very common People who charge by the hour Sometimes what do they do? They work less and they charge more. They say, each hour is going to be $30. And then you see, they only work for 45 minutes. You see, they only came and helped you for 30 minutes. And they're charging you for an entire hour. So, لا تبخسوا الناس أشياءهم ولا تعثوا في الأرض مفسدين And do not commit abuse on the earth. لا تعثوا. تعثوا, we have done this word earlier also. عين سايا To commit ya To commit abuse. Do not commit abuse on the earth as Mufsidin as people who are Mufsid, because those who commit abuse who are they? Who are they? Mufsid people. So don't be like that. So what is he saying here? That go about in the earth, eat, drink, you know, have your business, do whatever you want, but don't commit abuse. Be fair to others. Baqiyatullahi baqiya, that which remains Allahi from Allah meaning that which remains with you from Allah is khayrullakum it is better for you baqiya is from the root letters baqaf Well, baqa what does baqa mean baqi مَا عِنْدَ baq what does that mean to remain to last baqiya is leftover the remainder what is baqiya leftover remainder so for example you buy something for $20 and you put a price tag on it of $25 and you want to sell it for $25. Someone comes and bargains, bargains, bargains with you so that I will find $23. So what do you have left? You already paid 20 for its price. Now you're selling it for 23 What do you have left? Three. That is baqiyah. The profit basically. Now, what happens is that sometimes people, they use unlawful means to make more profit. Like for example, they bought something for $20 and they show to others that, oh, you know what, I actually paid $30 for this. So if I'm selling it, it better be for 35 They lie to them. Unfair means. They're cheating others. So, what do they have now? If they sell it for $35, what are they gonna make? 15 But this 15 is how? Through lying. You understand? It is through lying. If they lie, if they use unlawful means, they have $15 left over. But if they're fair, and they're honest, and they're just, they will have only $3 left over. What's more tempting? 15 or 3 15 Unlawful is more tempting. A person, he charges by the hour. He says, if I give you a service for one hour, you know, this is the money that you have to give me. You have to pay me $20. Now, what does he do? He works for two people, charging one person by the hour and charging the other person by the hour also. So, if he is going to charge both of them for an hour, how much money is he going to make? $40. But how much time does he have to spend? Two hours. So, two hours will bring him $40. $40. But he says, you know what, let me squeeze this in. Let me give only half an hour to this person and half an hour to that person. I'll spend only an hour and I'll make $40. What is he doing? Causing loss to others. Using unfair means to make a profit. Sha'ib says, O my people, what you have left from Allah, meaning what Allah causes to remain with you after you fulfill the rights of people, The lawful profit, the lawful earning, even if it's little, that is better for you. So instead of haram 15, if you make 3, that is better for you. For 2 hours you make $40 instead of making $40 an hour through lying. That's much better for you. Doing the halal way is much better for you. How is it much better? Isn't it less? Don't people say, oh, you're so crazy? You're wasting your time. What's the harm in lying a little bit? In squeezing out time from here and there? How is it better? Because Allah will put blessing in it. You can earn a whole lot of money through haram means, but you know what? Barakah is not there. And that whole lot of money, you could lose it within moments. That same money could cause you a lot of loss. Could bring you a lot of potential harm. And also remember that when you earn... Through lawful, honest means, honest means, then even if you make a little, it brings you happiness and contentment. It brings you satisfaction. But unlawful means, they never make a person content in his heart. Rather, he is unhappy. He is greedy for more. He is never satisfied. So, what's the lesson over here that he's giving them? That. Even if halal risk is very little, it is better than what is gained through haram. When it comes to risk, what matters more is not the quantity; it's the quality. So, baqiyatullahi الله خيرُ لكم إن كنتم مؤمنين. He says, وَمَا أَنَا عَلَيْكُمْ بِحَفِيلٍ. And I am not over you a hafil. Who is hafil? Hafil, a guardian, someone who will watch. Meaning, I am commanded to convey the message to you. I cannot watch over your every transaction. I cannot go and audit your accounts. I mean, that's your responsibility. You have to implement yourself. And Allah will be your judge. Allah will call you to account. And if you do wrong, I can only convey. I cannot punish you. Allah will hold you to account. And this is something that we really need to remember. Because sometimes we tell somebody about something good, and when we doubt that they will not listen, we go and become hafidh over them. So for example, if children they're told to go pray salah, and they're doing wudu, the mother will go and watch. Hmm, you didn't wash your face properly. What about your ankles? You didn't do it three times. And then they'll make sure that the child prays in front of them, under their nose, becoming a hafiz. You know what? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already appointed angels as hafiz over people. And Allah is watching people. Your job is to convey, to remind but not to become a watcher over others. And how much can you do it anyway? I mean, Shu'aib being one person, imagine any businessman, he can barely look after his own business. How can he go and become an accountant for every single business that's going on? How could he become a hafiz over them? So remember, our job is to convey, and Allah is the judge. Now what was the response of the people? qalu they said, Shuaib, or O شُعَيْبُ, salatuka oh Does your prayer muruka It orders you النَّتْرُكَ That we leave ma that which yabudu abauna Our forefathers worship Meaning, our forefathers, our parents, our ancestors have been worshipping these idols for so long. Who are you to tell us that we should not worship them anymore? Oh, or, nafala That we do في أَمْوَالِنَا In our wealth, مَا Whatever we will. Meaning, is your salah telling you to stop us from worshipping the gods of our forefathers, and to stop doing with our money whatever we want? They basically said this mockingly. Does your salah tell you? Now remember that the word salah is used for prayer. It's also used for dua. And salah is also a symbol of a person's religiosity. Prayer, worship, is what? Their religion, a person's religion. So in other words, they're saying, what kind of religion is this? So restrictive, so backward. It's our life, our money. Let us do what we want. Let us worship what we want. Let us buy and sell however we want. What does religion have to do with daily life? What does religion have to do with my personal life? إِنَّكَ halim الْحَلِيمُ الرَّشِيدُ They mocked at him. They said, Indeed, you are very halim and very Rashid. Who is Halim? Someone who is very tolerant. Meaning, yeah, you're so tolerant, you know, towards us that you can't even bear that we you know, have certain business practices. This is why you have to keep telling us not to do this, not to do this, not to do this. How tolerant you are. Basically, what are they saying? You're so intolerant. And they said, You're so Rashid. Rashid is who? Someone's on the right way. So they're saying, yeah, 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 you're the most righteous person. You're the know-it-all. You are so holy, so pious. They're mocking at him basically. What's their objection here? What's your religion, what's your prayer got to do with our business? Many people do not want any kind of connection between religion and their daily personal life. The maximum they want is that religion should give them the spiritual bliss, the spiritual satisfaction. And they don't want that religion should govern their life in any way. So they want to eat whatever they want. They want to dress however they want. They want to make money through whatever means they want. They don't want that religion should affect their lives in any way. And if you think about it, majority of the people, even if they may be very religious, this is how they are. Yes, they go to church once a week They will go to the temple every now and then But what kind of values do they have When it comes to food, when it comes to clothing When it comes to marriage, when it comes to work They do whatever they want And this is why many people They find Islam very restrictive Because it requires that a woman Dress modestly It requires that a man have facial hair It requires that a person doesn't just eat anything It requires that a person doesn't just dress however he wants. Doesn't just go and make money however he feels like. No. Islam affects every aspect of your life. Isn't it? Even our thoughts, our thinking, even our speech. So they found this very strange. And many people find this about Islam very strange also. Now the question is, why is Islam like that? Why is it like that? Because... What do we believe? That we didn't make ourselves. We were made by who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He owns us. We are His slaves. We are His servants. And a servant, a slave, does not have the authority to do with his life, or to do with his money, or to do with his time, anything without the permission of his master. Islam is what? Submission. Complete submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that submission means that you submit to him with your heart, with your mind, with your eyes, with your body, with your actions. Islam is all about actions. It's not just faith in the heart, it's actions. Al imanu, kaunul, wa Iman is words and actions, speech and actions. And this is something that people find very strange. And they mock. They mocked at عليه you are very Halim and Rashid. And likewise people say, oh yeah, 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 Islam, you're very peaceful Muslims. This is why you have capital punishment and you have this kind of punishment and that kind of... You guys are so peaceful. They mock. Because they cannot understand how this religion is such that law and spirituality are together. And every kind of law, from legal punishments, to dietary laws, to financial... I mean, everything is covered. And they find this very restrictive. They don't want to follow. So the same objection the people of Shu'ib al had, and their response was very provocative. I mean, if somebody tells you something like that, so your Qur'an tells you, so your religion tells you, we will become embarrassed immediately. Shu'ib Look at his response. He's so confident. He says, "Qala." He said, "Ya qomi, O my people, ra'itum. Have you thought about this? Tell me. In kuntu ala If I'm on bayina, meaning I'm not making this up, I have every right to deliver this message to you. I have clear proof because it is mir rabbi from my Lord, Allah has sent me as a messenger. And look, wa and He has given me, He has provided me minhu from Himself, rizqan hasana, good provision. Meaning, look at my example." I don't cheat. I don't lie. I don't cause loss to people. I am not unfair in my business. But look, Allah has given me rizq also. Don't you see my example? It's possible to live the halal way. It's possible to live the halal way. Allah has given me rizqan hasana. You don't see me destitute. You don't see me poor. You don't see me begging. I have enough. I use halal ways and Allah has given me plenty. He says, "Wama uridu," And I do not want أن أُخَالِفَكُمْ That I oppose you. Ila to ma that Which أَنْهَاكُمْ عَنْهُ I forbid you from. Meaning, it's not that I'm telling you something different and I'm doing something different. I practice what I preach. If I'm telling you to not be unfair in business, look at my example. I am not unfair in business. I also buy and sell. I also try to make money. But I only do it through halal means i do what i say i walk the talk i do it look at my example it's possible to live the halal way and you see the one who does amal on something is most deserving of conveying it to others and his word will also have effect so he says look i do it the halal way why do you find it so difficult and he says in uridu illa islah i only want islah i only want reformation i only want to reform your practices i'm not here to cause you utter loss. I don't want you to become poor people with nothing left. No, I want good for you. This is why I want you to have good and fair practices in your business. And I only want good, مستطعت, as much as I am able, meaning according to my capacity. توفيقي, and my tawfiq is not illa except billah with Allah. Meaning, if I have the tawfiq to earn through halal ways, it's only because Allah gave it to me. What is tawfiq? tawfiq is from wafaqa Muwafaqah is when everything comes together. So when is a person able to do something? When everything comes together. The time, the opportunity, the ability. So if I'm able to earn halal, I'm not boasting here. It's because Allah enabled me. And who is it that Allah enables? The one who wants to. The one who wants to do something the right way. You see there are many haram options out there. Many, many haram. And what do we say? Oh, you know what? We don't really have a choice. But if you make up your mind, you only want to do that which is right, Allah will enable you. He will show you the way. He says, وَمَا illa إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ تَوَكَّلْتُ On Him I trust. I don't trust on unfair means. I don't rely on lying and cheating. I rely on Allah. He is the provider. وَإِلَيْهِ unib. And to Him I return. Meaning I return to Him again and again for everything, for answers, for need, anything that I want, I turn to Allah. He is my guide. He gives me. He teaches me. He is the provider. So all people, learn from my example. If I can do it, you can do it too. If I can live the halal way, you can do it too. And this is so beautiful. You see, when you find out that what you're doing is wrong, it's difficult to leave it. But when you find out that there are other people who have left it, it becomes easy. It becomes real for you. So it's very important that first of all, we learn what must be done, we do it, and then we tell others. We share the khair also. And make people understand, it is possible to obey the commands of Allah. It is very much possible to live Islam. You might find it restrictive from the outside. But when you actually do it, it's not that bad. It's doable. Let's listen to the recitation.
1: Wa ila Madiana Kalaya Pomi Budu min ilahin Rayroh. Walla قَفْ عَلَيْكُمْ عَذَابَ يَوْمٍ مُحِيطٍ وَيَا قَوْمِ أَوْفُوا الْمِكْيَالَ وَالْمِيزَانَ بِالْقِسْطِ وَلَا تَبْخَسُوا النَّاسَ أَشْيَاءَهُمْ وَلَا تُفْسِدُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ مُفْسِدِينَ بقية الله خير لكم إن كنتم مؤمنين وما أنا عليكم بحفيظ قالوا يا شعيب أصلاتك تأمرك أن نترك ما يعبد آباؤنا وأن نفعل في اموالنا ما نشاء انك لانت الحليم الرشيد قال يا قوم رايتم ان كنتم على بينه من الرب ورزقني منه رزقا حسنا وَيَا قَوْمِ لَا يَجْرِمَنَّكُمْ شِقَاقِ أَن يُصِيبَكُمْ مِثْلُ مَا أَصَابَ قَوْمَ نُوْحٍ أَوْ قَوْمَ هُوْدٍ أَوْ قَوْمَ صَالِحٍ وَمَا قَوْمُ لُوْطٍ مِنْكُمْ بِبَعِيدٍ واستغفروا ربكم ثم توبوا اليه ان ربي رحيم ودود قالوا يا شعيب ما نفقه كثيرا مما تقول وانا لنراك فينا ضعيفا وَلَوْ لَا رَهْتُكَ لَرَجَمْنَاكَ وَمَا أَنْتَ عَلَيْنَا بِعَزِيزٍ قَالَ يَا قَوْمِ أَرَهْتِي أَعَزُّ عَلَيْكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَاتَّخَذْتُمُوهُ وَرَاءَكُمْ ظِهْرِيًّا رب بما تعملون محيط ويا قوم يعملوا على مكانتكم إني عامل سوف تعلمون من يأتيه عذاب يخزيه ومن هو كاذب وارتقبوا إني معكم رقيب ألا Bhagavan, the كَمَا of the